0: This
2: is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117. And you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out.
0: What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 474. That's a palindrome. This one is for December 15th, 2020. Ryan McCaffrey here, joined, as always, by Destin Leguerre.
1: Bam! Hey, everybody. Always. I I don't know about always. I've been gone.
0: (laughs) Uh, And Brandon Tyrell, good to see you as well, sir.
1: Thank you. Good morning. Again, not always.
0: I I was out last week, so
2: back. We're back.
0: Yeah, no, all of you were just neck deep in other things, which is totally understandable. It's that time of year, and uh, now it's good to have you back for one last show. Spoiler alert, Brandon, there's a trophy to be presented to you. I don't have it today, (laughs) but we'll talk about that later uh Wait,
2: is, is this the last one of the year i thought we were doing one more
0: there is one more episode next year but none of you are on it and okay. i already well, recorded it so i
2: so long everyone
0: have a great yeah. holiday you'll find out what that's all about next week damn i had a whole like,
2: bit planned i had a crown and a cape yeah. and i i had like a speech prepared that i was going to unroll and destin's name was in it like 37
1: times <laughs> stop the count uh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. oh my goodness. God. Good to have you guys
0: back. Miranda, unfortunately, is still uh, not even neck deep. She's all the way underwater on uh, on the Cyberpunk 2077 game help and wiki guide, which please use it as you are playing through that video game. If you are playing it now, uh, some of you may have decided to wait, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. But first, uh, I did want to mention the game I pulled up behind me today, Gears 5, the single-player DLC. Remember they just kind of announced that sort of quietly not too long ago? Well, it's out today. Hive Busters is the name of it. It's supposed to be about a three-hour campaign. We have a review on IGN done by longtime IGN contributor Brian Barnett, who's doing his first review for IGN, which he was super excited about. Uh, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to diving into this. And I know I speak for Miranda here. I know she's looking forward to getting a chance to to play that as well. More Gears campaign is a good thing. So as I mentioned uh, a moment ago, there is one more episode. it will be episode 475 next week, same usual time. Uh, but then we will be on vacation. There will be no show the week after that, which will be what? That's the... The twenty ninth, I think that is, yeah. But so no show the the twenty ninth there, but then we'll be back the first week of
1: January. We talked right. right. about it. Decided we don't want to record during Christmas, so yeah, it's it's <laughs> just taking a little break. No worries. I know I did not
2: know that. I was all geared up and ready to go to rub it in Dustin's face. <laughs> Damn!
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, uh, let's get to the news because holy cow, there is a at least we're going out with a bang as far as the last total group show here. Ah, uh, there is so much to cover—the game awards, but also the topic du jour, which is Cyberpunk 2077. Destin, ah, uh, you have put the current gen version through its paces—the base Xbox One—and it uh, did not go well.
1: Yeah, I've played on—I played on everything, and basically, I would just take a day and I would play on that platform and i would run it through analysis tests and uh you can see like my live twitter reactions to each of the crashes i'm just like why is this game crashing so much and uh especially on base platforms it's a really really rough experience right now patch 1.04 did improve stability on both the xbox and playstation 4 uh playstation 4 seems to be holding in the 20s frame rate wise but it, it i wouldn't say that either platform holds 30 fps on base platforms and just generally speaking it's just it's not an ideal experience on the base platforms once you get to xbox one x and i haven't put in a lot of time on ps4 pro that's the one uh platform that i haven't spent a lot of time with xbox one x i ran into the uh, a crashing issue around the point where you start going to misty's bar yeah uh it's fairly early in the main storytelling stuff. Um so what I'll do is I'll just run around the world, I'll do all like the random missions, I'll fast travel and sort of put the game through its paces to make sure that it's you know working and then I'll forward fast forward on the main campaign and when you get to Missy's bar it just repeatedly crashed on me like several times. But after that it largely stabilizes. The Xbox One X unit specifically or the platform specifically, it will dip Uh, below 30 but you're playing at 4k it looks pretty good i'm overall much happier with the xbox one x and then uh ps5 series x are you know you can play at 60 it dips anywhere as low as 40 i would say but just being able to play at a higher frame rate is definitely great and if you just want the locked experience put it at 30 fps on xbox because it's pretty great Major shout out, and I know I'm just sort of on a tangent here. This is all just no, stream please. of consciousness, sort of. The Series S is a low-key champion in this whole situation. The Series S is the cheapest console, and it runs the 30 FPS mode at whatever resolution, and it runs it really, really well. It's very, very stable. I'm truly impressed with what the Series S was able to do for Cyberpunk 2077. Um each of these platforms, Ryan, it's just like each has its own story, right? Yeah. Be it PlayStation or Xbox, like base yeah. Xbox is tremendously rough. Yeah, and then PC is just like it's it's my game of the year on PC, right? And I I take no pride in the the review that we put out. Like I'm I think it needed to be done, but I I also it's really crappy to have to say, hey, if you're playing on these platforms, I just don't. Just, I do not <laughs> recommend that you play on you these gave platforms. It a four. It's a I four. gave it a four. Yeah, on, and it's on, and on I'm not like
0: specific.
1: on base platforms specifically. Base and platform. I recommended people get a refund. Uh, CD uh, CDPR actually said the same thing. They're like, if you're not enjoying your experience, so a lot of people did message me saying they they've had a better experience than what I encountered. But uh, just as just as many, if not more, people have been having a a really rough hard time on base platforms and then today i play on google stadia and i was shocked to find out that it's quite stable on google stadia and you get to play at i think the i'm not sure how the subscription packages work but i think there's a base subscription package that allows you to play at 1080 for i don't know how much it costs it it might be free and Mm -hmm. then it's ten dollars a month for the the pro pro version of stadia and you can play up to 4k and I was shocked. I really thought there would be a lot of stuttering or issues. To be fair, I only played through the the intro Nomad mission for like the billionth time, <laughs> but it was like it was very very stable and uh seems seems pretty pretty solid there. And so that's uh, that's the gamut of experiences that I've had in a nutshell uh with this game.
0: It's it's just wild to me. I I don't I can't recall another game. Now granted we are in a unique pocket of time here where we have we have 7 year old consoles that are still active and supported and then we have mid generation refreshes the Xbox 1X and then we have brand new next generation consoles where the game in this case the game's not optimized for those yet and then we of course as always there are PCs with with um there's a you know a very new high end series of of graphics cards the you know the the 3000 series cards um so there's just this incredible range I and, and it just it goes it runs the game. like you said, Destin, I I'm very lucky to be playing on my new gaming PC that I put together over the summer, and it's it's phenomenal. It's it's gorgeous, it runs great. I've definitely seen bugs. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah,
1: all um, platforms have that. All platforms have, had, have
0: bugs. Knock on what I haven't had a single crash on PC, mm-hmm. on my PC, but yeah, Derek yeah. Bug, but it looks great, runs great, and then it just goes all the way down to where you you've given a four out of ten to the Xbox one version of the game and, the and PS4. PS4. Yeah. yeah.
1: PS, They, they both have, they both are poor and both have different sort of problems. Like, yeah, 1.04 makes the PS4 run a little bit smoother, but your texture load ins in the video. You see, I walk up the characters and you literally watch their LOD level of detail character go from the lowest base to like a step above that to medium to final render. And then they're sort of like glitching in their animations as, as they animate in it's, it's truly bizarre to play on the base platforms. So, and then Xbox one standard got it right here. Um, It just, it does not hold. It's like in the teens for frame rate. And I streamed a little bit, people were watching along with watching along as I did this and uh, they were getting nauseous. I was getting nauseous because it'll dip down to like 10, 10 frames what is it
2: it average because earlier i didn't want to cut you off but you had you had said that it doesn't hold 30. does that mean like graphical moments or just straight up like average is 25.
1: yeah so there's a there's a point in the game where you literally just walk out of your apartment and walk into the open world it's what they showed at e3 and at that point you get dips down to 20 frames per second that is not an intense moment that is literally just walking out into the open world for the first time. And at the very least, like that should be optimized to hold, hold yeah. 25 frame per second. Like Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto dips in the lower frames when you drive and stuff like that, this has been pointed out by digital foundry, but the fact that just doing basic things dips. And then when you actually get into heavy combat, it's tremendously rough. And and on uh, PS4, it will also just, it will just pause A menu will pop up, and then like you have to get out of it to go back in, and you don't really know what's going on as a player. Now I've experienced fewer crashes, thankfully, since one point oh four, but instead, what they do is the game will just freeze, and then you'll be able to go. So, Brandon, I know it's really unfortunate. It's truly unfortunate.
2: It's really weird because like I'm seeing gifts and stuff on Twitter um, of people playing it, and it it, on on low end uh, machinery. And it really does look like blast from the past, like golden. You remember when we played GoldenEye and you used the C buttons to look around? Like it yeah. was that. It was like up, left, right, punch, left. You know, I, it, it blows my mind that there's such a, a chasm between peak performance of this game. Because, like you said, Destin, and and people might chide you for it, right? But a lot of people are talking about it on a high performance PC is one of the best games of the year versus the base console experience that you were telling us about. It, it blows my mind that there there's that wide of a gulf between the two.
0: Yeah. I can't ever remember a game having that kind of disparity between supported platforms. Yeah. I remember like, just,
2: just cause three Dan had a huge issue with right. That, PC was, was fantastic. console, Yeah. Was terrible.
0: Yeah. That was the last time I think there, that we actually s- scored. Yeah. Uh, versions differently of the same game. Uh, that's the last time that, that immediately comes to mind. But Brandon, I know so, you're you're in uh, the same boat as I think a lot of people in our audience probably are now. Either some of them may have decided beforehand because they wanted to wait for the Series X optimized version, and some of them may have decided very recently to hold off. You you are you are holding off for the time being.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, I I, I kind of went on a tirade a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Who knows? Time doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, where I was like, you know, there's enough to play, uh, for me personally, I, I I'm sure it's a similar situation for a lot of people out there, but, um, I don't want to rush it because there is so much to play and I have a really bad habit of picking up a game, playing it. Um, and these days I kind of have to burn through a game. Cause if I don't, then I'll set it down and get distracted by something else and maybe never go back to it. So I, I, I really just don't want cyberpunk's first impression on me to be, you know, less than. I'd like I'd like to experience how, you know, the creators intended it. And if that means waiting until 2021, then that's fine with me. You know, that's what I'll do. It, so, honestly, yeah, I,
1: I haven't touched it. It honestly just bums me out to be like, hey, don't play this on a base platform. It to, to reiterate on PC, it's still my game of the year on yeah. Console is simply not. Uh, yeah. Justin Davis, yeah. our he works in our commerce team. Uh, he's playing on uh, in 1080p on PC on a 1070 GPU. I think it's a Core i5 uh, CPU, and he says it's night and day compared to PS5. Wow. So, wow. like that's just like if you if you have access on a PC, played it at low pa- low spec on PC or medium or whatever it defaults to, and just. Just do that. There's some stuff that you can do with your shadow level of detail that will enhance your performance on PC and give you a better experience. So if you, if you have that available to you, great. If you're playing on console, at least play on the One X. There, like, you'll have a stable enough experience that you sort of get the the core of what Cyberpunk is about. And obviously, if you have access on next gen and you're on console, that's, that's where you would ideally be playing. Series S and up, in my opinion. Now, uh, is the, that's my recommendation
2: out of curiosity how does the series words how does the series s compared to you know high-end high-end pc experience
1: well i i haven't done a one-to-one there but it runs the the 30 fps version the 30 fps is locked Mm -hmm. um obviously you're still playing the xbox one x version of the game right so xbox one x pardon
0: in playing in 1440 on the series s
1: I, I don't know what native resolution is. All the game, all the versions of the game on console use dynamic scaling. So right. on base consoles, you're playing at sub 720 at times, so below 720p. If doing the pixel counts that I've managed to get, uh, that's the low end. And then uh, Digital Foundry said you're you're like at a little 900p. I think is like the mm-hmm. top end. And then you know you, you go a step up, you're you're playing above 1080p. And then as low as 1080p on the on the second tier. So I don't I don't know what the base resolution is for the Series S. I don't I haven't done that calculation yet. Yeah, well, but yeah it,
0: but I
2: really uh, want to play it
0: because it. it's obviously not a 4K box,
1: right? Yeah, of course, yes. But um, I yeah. don't know how it's scaling the game is sure. is my point. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah I, I really want to I really want to play it. And part of me, I have uh, roughly the same specs that you mentioned when you were speaking about Justin's rig. I think I'm at a 1070 i5 and you know I could run it right, but I also have a, a Series S and I'm thinking maybe I'll play it on the Series S. But at the same time, like you know, the next gen supports coming next year, so I, I don't know. I, I'm not, you know, it's it's a it's a very small issue compared to people who actually purchased it for their base consoles. But I'm stuck in this weird no man's land of like, do I, you know, do I give in and play it now or do I wait? So I think I'm, I'm gonna. I'm okay.
1: I might get crap for this, but I'm spoiled in that I can just plug a controller into my PC and play on the couch, and that's how I recommend it's done. Yeah. I actually really like how they handle controller. It was reminiscent of Fallout 4 for me, like how Fallout 4 handled gunplay and everything. A lot mm-hmm. of people prefer keyboard and mouse. Totally fine if you're comfortable yeah, with that. I'm on, um, PC, I'm on
0: keyboard and mouse, for you're,
1: sure. You're on keyboard and mouse? Yeah, I
0: don't. Yeah, that's how I'm... But, but, but I totally get that if, you're, yeah. if you want to play on the couch, the control yeah. off your PC the controller makes it a lot, a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, and I understand why you want to play on keyboard and mouse. I just I don't think it's a game that requires as much precision as right, like right. a Call yeah. of Duty or a Destiny right. would. Um because half the guns have auto targeting and when you aim down sights it it has a ton of aim assist. So if you just aim down sights you're getting headshots anyway. It just I played through the whole thing and uh I really, really like the the controller experience of the game, which is something I I did not think I would ever say. I played for like two hours on keyboard and mouse, mm-hmm. and during the live stream we did, I played on keyboard and mouse, and it's just different, but it's it's great. Like if you want that precision, like like you do, Ryan, playing on PC, go for it. Like, uh, I haven't really done a comparison about controller versus keyboard and mouse. I haven't <laughs> had that conversation yet, but both are good in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Like well, your comparison starts with how many fingers do you have? Yeah. <laughs> okay you can use either you're good
0: all of that is a prelude you know we wanted to certainly share our personal experiences and and obviously destin being uh the the reviewer on these base console versions that have you know this is such a hot topic this week but this has been a a heck of a week for cd project red and and i'm not saying that we should be sympathetic towards their plight necessarily but they They had to put out another one of their yellow mm-hmm. yellow back statements this week uh, that 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 has basically become a meme. They say, uh, they basically they apologized for the current gen cyberpunk twenty seventy seven issues saying in part, first of all, that's how their statement starts. and And really, it's never good if your statement has to start off with first of all. that's that's really never a good sign. But they say, we would like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last-gen consoles before it premiered and, in consequence, not allowing you to make a more informed decision about your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Uh, They say console bug fixes have begun. Hotfix 104 that Destin mentioned uh, with another update coming, quote, within the next seven days. And CD Projekt saying it will update whenever new improvements are ready with two larger patches uh, due in January and February. They say, quote, together, these should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing on last gen consoles. Uh, And as Destin mentioned as well, CD Projekt Red is also offering refunds through the console stores if you bought them that way. Or through you know if you on if you're on PC you can get a refund uh, through yeah. whoever you bought on PC as we, well.
1: We could talk about that refund thing if you want a little bit because we did try and get a refund Please. and it did not it did not work. Um, Sony is rejecting a lot of the refund requests from players who are unhappy because basically if you've launched the game they're like no we won't give you a refund. So I recommend people reach out to the email listed as that has been definitely circulating on Twitter. And we can verify that we tried it and were rejected for a refund on, on base, base platforms, which is, it's just, it's super unfortunate. Is well, that only through the PS Store portal? That was on PlayStation. I don't believe we've tried to get a refund on Xbox yet. Uh, but yeah, Mark tried it and uh, he was unable to get a refund on PlayStation 4. Yeah.
0: Further kicking gamers in the dick on this is, is, uh, is this. In a short report to investors, the management board of CD Projekt says that the "quote" estimated licensing royalties receivable receivable by the Capital C company in association in association with pre-order sales of Cyberpunk 2077 across all of its digital distribution channels have exceeded the sum of both the game's development cost and marketing expense. Translation: Cyberpunk 2077 is already profitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're already making money on the game, and I wanted to point to my friend Brian Altano. Uh, his this tweet of his got picked up, every, got like twenty thousand likes as of when I last looked at it. I think he put it best. He said, "Here's the team," and he was quote tweeting the you know yellow backed letter that that is uh, that we're talking about here. And Brian said. Here's the team behind uh, C- Cyberpunk telling you they knew their game was a broken mess on consoles, but they shipped it anyway without showing it to anyone because they wanted your money at launch. Now you're supposed to spend two hours on customer service asking for a refund. And I thought that was a, uh, a very pointed and fair and accurate way to put it, unfortunately. And, and I, I want to get your guys' take here. In my opinion, studio leadership talking about the, the the heads of CD Projekt Red, not the development team. Yeah. I'm not pointing at the development team here, but in my opinion, the studio leadership has a lot to answer for, both to their shareholders, maybe less so to their shareholders because seemingly the shareholders got what they wanted because the game's profitable already, but more so to customers because you know over the last, what, six months, whatever it is, maybe more, because the game was supposed to come out in April and got delayed, But when we've we've seen leaked emails, we've seen reporting by Jason Schreier, we've seen and even you know public statements like this one, I think all of that raises very legitimate questions about CD Projekt Red's studio leadership's ability, those people's ability to sustainably and ethically run a large team and a large project like this. And I know we don't have the full picture of what's going on, but. Just based on what we know here, that's that's kind of where I'm sitting with this. And and I'm curious, Destin, your thoughts on this.
1: The fact that we requested console code numerous times and were denied console code. I bought my my copies on PlayStation and Xbox. I haven't even like IGN will cover that expense once I put in the expense report, but um, like that's how we handle that when when console codes aren't sent they're saying oh we didn't know it would be this bad we could have warned consumers earlier had we had access to that code i would have immediately raised red flags and you know we would have done our due diligence internally at ign but no we were given access december 10th december 10th and by december 14th we were able to say hey this is bad on base platforms definitively you know do fps tests uh, do do pixel counts look at it play it for a significant amount of time and just say, do not play it on these platforms. I do not understand how this happens. How do you not give any press access on console whatsoever and then act surprised when it's bad. That seems it's tremendously suspicious. And that's how I worded it in the review. It it's just, it makes me very uncomfortable. The fact that that access w- wasn't given. And then they're, they're, acting surprised right and and it really bothers me extra because having had early access to do the coverage we did at ign you're in contact with a lot of people that are busting their butts to like work on this game and it just you feel misled you know on, on our side it sucks it there's no other way to put it this is just a bad deal they could have given us console access we could have told them it was bad we could have told our viewers that it was bad earlier and we had to wait because we had to buy our own copies. That's fine, but like it, like what is going on? Something, something's going on. It's, it's really, really.
0: Brandon it makes uh, me
1: uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, you are one of the
0: biggest Witcher fans at IGN. The, 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 the games. It's uh, the three is one of your favorite games ever. You talk about it a lot. You know, CD Projekt Red is a studio that, over the course of the Witcher trilogy. Has has really developed or had developed a whole lot of goodwill with the community. They put out a lot of DLC, a lot of very good DLC. I think a lot of it was free, and then they had the couple of paid larger expansions for Witcher Three specifically. Uh, are they have they just have they pissed away all of that goodwill in one fell swoop here?
2: <clears throat> I don't know if they've pissed it all away. Um, I mean, we we've seen. We've seen companies be able to juggle two different franchises, one of them being, you know, the golden child, the other one being sort of the black sheep. Um, I don't think we're in that situation. You have to remember, like, collective memory, societal memory is very, very short, right? Uh, this is a big deal right now. And it, and for, for the points Destin brought up and more, like, you're telling me that you didn't know it ran that bad on base consoles? Well, that's... That's bullshit. It really is. I mean, you don't send out base console codes because you don't want people to see it. You don't want people to see it because you don't want them to tell other people that you, what they saw. Right. Um, it was calculated. I I totally agree with you that it was a C-level decision. Right. This is very much smacks of like the money people. Um, and I get that, like once you are pot committed, you like you reach the event horizon. Right. There are a certain point in development where you can't delay anymore and you can't push it back. But it just blows my mind. And I'm sorry, I'm going off a tangent. I'll, I'll circle back to your question. Um, it blows my mind that, you know, this game has been in development for seven years, you know, but for for a first grader, a second grader. Um, like, that's that's crazy to me that they're, they're, the drum that they were beating during that entire process was, and literally came out and said, Cyberpunk 2077, colon, when it's ready. Smash cut to, you know, the fourth apology letter, uh, or delay letter telling us that like we had no idea what it was like like none of that none of that really rings true to me it, it very much seems like they crossed the threshold of we can't delay to 2021 we just have to make the best of a bad situation um, so this was calculated right it, 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 you know I, I obviously I don't know for sure. No one does outside of people in in CDPR, but it, it couldn't be anything else, you know. If you put all the pieces together, so it looks really bad, right? It, it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big black eye for CDPR at the moment. Um, going back to the original point, I think by summer 2021, once the next gen versions are out, once the game has been optimized as best it can. Granted, yeah. they are seven year old consoles. There's only so much you can do there. Um, I really do believe, and whether or not this is the right call, right? I really do believe that, you know, seven or eight months from now, uh, we're going to see people uh, pouring over the next gen versions of Cyberpunk 2077, totally in love, using photo mode, posting gifs. Like it will be swept under the collective rug, right? People are, they just, they just don't remember. So I don't think that this is. Uh, this is going to be something that stops CDPR in its tracks, but it does raise questions. Like you said, um, CDPR went from a company, (laughs) uh, during Witcher 2, right. Um, to Witcher 3 to CDPR or to, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. That is a different company in each phase of that life cycle.
0: Oh yeah. They've been growing a lot over the years.
2: Yeah, so I I genuinely, I genuinely wonder if the jump from Witcher 3 to Cyberpunk was maybe a jump um beyond what they were comfortable or capable of. Uh, you know, like growing too fast. You, you always hear about growing pains and all that, right? And sure. this game has been in development for seven years. Clearly, the entire team wasn't on it that whole time. But we get to a point now where it's like, is it is it too big, right? Is that company too big now to support what it is that they're they're trying to do? I don't know that question, or I don't know the answer to that question, but I do think that by next year, this company will be back in the good graces. And once we hear about the next thing that they're doing, it will be forgotten. It takes a few of these, you know, like to get on the Bethesda level of, I don't know if you can really trust the good pedigree coming out. Like look at Bioware, right? They've had a couple of stumbles with Andromeda and Anthem. Yeah. And it, yeah, I know this has gone on a little bit long, but it is just putting it in the context of of things that are sort of uh sort of related to what we're seeing right now with other studios and and, and big mighty studios coming down uh to a level where they're not just automatic, you know, nines or tens and or game of the year candidates that you would consider. Um I think it's gonna take one or two more of these for CDPR to be put in that bucket. Um, but it certainly doesn't look good now.
0: I mean you you <laughs> do make a good point that uh there there have been other studios that have that have escaped this before. Um, <clears throat> I think Hello Games is a good a, a good um, yep. analog here. Yeah. This was that was a studio now. Granted, Hello didn't have the the pedigree of the Witcher coming in. I mean, you know, the they had the um Joe Danger games, which were you know fun Xbox Live Arcade games, but here comes No Man's Sky. Which was hugely anticipated. I mean, it it had I, arguably the same level of anticipation that Cyberpunk did. It comes out. It's very lacking for a number of reasons. Sean Murray's getting death threats. I mean, it's mm. it's you know it's a, it's a real bad situation. Did uh, you see how
1: surprised he was? Yeah, <laughs> when he won the award.
0: Yeah, well, we'll get. <laughs> he to was the, mid
1: you know, drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. yeah he won an award at the Game Awards for uh, for I think it was for Best Ongoing Game and um and but to finish my point of it has come back around where no man they've put in the work and no man's sky has fulfilled its original vision arguably and then some Mm -hmm. now and it's being awarded now five years later so uh i I think you make a good point brennan and and i guess the good news here too is uh, to the point of of destin and, and ign's review of the pc version like there is a game of the year caliber yeah. game in here. It's, it's just, you can't really experience that as of now on most of the consoles, uh, or at it's, least the, well, the
1: base consoles.
2: Yeah, it's a great game for a very narrow selection of people.
0: Exactly.
1: we we point to hello games often as a comeback story but a lot of longtime cdpr fans will point to the launch of witcher 3 which was not optimized well on base platforms and later was supported now cdpr to their credit i'll give them a little bit of credit here they are have already announced that a big patch is coming in january and february february for the console versions uh, i my personal belief is and like i'm not a studio head but I, I think they honestly should have just delayed those platforms. If if they did their internal testing and it wasn't up to snuff, just do that. Yeah, <laughs> and I absolutely. think they would have garnered a lot more good faith than pushing it out. Because I think 1X, PS4, well, I, I need to do more time with PS4 Pro, but the 1X version, it's fine. Like that's passable, right? Base consoles are not passable. So yeah. like get everything to some sort of parody before you, you release. I-
0: with that, just, well, number one, I mean, I, I recognize there's a larger
1: conversation there too, Ryan, that yeah. we could absolutely have about like should everything be released on everything, maybe well, not, and
0: maybe not. Right? Exactly where I was going is uh yeah. it is number one. We recognize it's it's easy for us to sit here in hindsight. So mm. that's, <laughs> yeah, that's let's preface it with that. But but yeah, you're getting at the question which others have raised, and in fact was raised on an invest on a, on an unscheduled invest investor call with CD Project Red, which they acknowledged kind of a, a vague like, well, maybe answer, but, you know, should they have just held the console versions off until, sounds like, February at the minimum and just release the PC version? And yeah, it's easy to sit here now and, and go, yeah, they totally should have done that. But I guess what I would say to, to what you're talking about, Destin, is you can't, it's just the way the console infrastructure is, you, they they would not have been able to to hold off just the base PS4 and base Xbox One release right. and only put it out on PS4 Pro and Xbox One X and Series X. They could have held it off from the Pro and the One X and just had PS5 and Series X. But to the to the best of my knowledge, not being a developer or somebody that works at Microsoft, I don't think you can parse it out uh quite that much but but yeah um, which
2: which can we just acknowledge how insane that is considering
1: apple's been doing this for a decade that's true well we don't know the answer right so like i'm sure the store can detect what platform you're on and just say this isn't available yet on your platform
0: yeah it's 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 a it's a i guess it you're right it is probably more a choice than a technical limitation there as destin said yeah they, they could say this doesn't work. You can't run this on base Xbox one, but that would cause so much potential customer confusion after they've not Mm -hmm. done seven years that they, as a policy don't, don't allow that. But
1: it's, it's a consideration that Sony and Microsoft, I bet are thinking about now. However, I think there's more good examples of games working than bad. I think cyberpunk is a unique case because we still have grand theft auto, which works, you know, uh, at a, at a level that's playable on everything. Uh, you have, you know, Sony has done a fantastic job of optimizing games like God of War for everything. I couldn't believe how good God of War was on on base PS4, for example. Uh, the Halo franchise just works great on everything. Um, so those are just some examples of games that just play well through and through on, on all platforms. Yeah, so but, but also remember though- Cyberpunk's was- one example of a bad thing. So does that fall on CDPR? Does that fall on, you know- sony and microsoft
2: i mean i guess for me it's cdpr
1: the answer to that question
2: no it's fine um i I keep thinking you're done i think the answer to that question lies in who makes the decision about whether or not you have to support SKUs for console generation or console families um and i think it's important to remember god of war and gta and you know some of the other that you listed like those came out last gen, right? Like Those aren't next gen games. And granted, it's weird to say Cyberpunk is not a next gen game because it doesn't have a next gen optimized version, though it does run on Series X and PlayStation 5. So this one is unique, right? Like you launch in a next gen window, but you don't have a next gen version, right? A next gen version, heavy air quotes for you audio listeners. Um, you don't have that version ready to go but you are supporting a base version with a game that is struggling just to run on it. So it's, it's such a, like, I understand, I understand the decision, right? If you, if it's a, if it's even possible not to put it on Xbox one and PS4 base models, um, I don't know if that's possible or not. Right. If it is, and you decide to go that route, you just alienate a huge uh, portion of your market. Right. Like, it's a money, it's a money, like it always comes down to money, like money drives everything, uh especially in this industry. So I understand why they did it. It's just such a weird thing for a game of this pedigree that's been hyped for literally seven years to come out without a next gen optimized version, uh just banking on like well, we're gonna have reviewers play it on p c at ultimate you know spec and and that's the impression that will be on the marketplace um and then it just seems kind of disingenuous to assume that like when the other shoe drops and this game hits retail and people buy it for xbox one and ps4 and run into the situation you're running into now uh it's insane it's it's just insane that like that wasn't taken into account like i I, for a game of this this size and you know breadth like you can't you can't stretch it over four different consoles right and expect to have the same experience you just can't do it
1: agree but like the QA team must be like screaming from the top of their lungs. This is not good on base platform. They have as, QA teams. They absolutely sure, tested on these platforms. As someone it's, who
2: has who has worked in QA yeah. for a number of years in my career, that often is the case. <laughs> that often is the case. There's something called ADKS as design known shippable, um, and what that means is, yeah, it's a bug, but it's going to cost too much to fix, and we don't think that the negative for it is going to be that you know intensive. So you just let it go there's a qa catches i'd say 99% of the bugs right um and then if you have a secondary testing unit like a cqc or something as is the case with ea uh they catch usually the 99% of the stuff qa misses but the things that are in the game are generally already discovered and are usually handwaved like that's the way it works
0: well, we've spent half the show talking about this unfortunate cyberpunk situation, but it was a discussion we needed to have, certainly. I mean, it's uh, this is an Xbox show. We've got a lot of people who uh, are listening to this or watching this that either uh, haven't bought a Series X yet or want to but can't get one. And so they may just have a 1 or a 1S or a 1X. And this is a, a definitely a discussion that needs to be had. And, and Destin, I, we appreciate you uh, doing that uh i'm sure it didn't feel good to give a four out of ten yeah.
1: to so my game of the year
0: the base console <laughs> version yeah uh, but uh to it, it so, so a start. company
1: that i've had held great respect for no dude it absolutely. sucked
0: and it's it uh, absolutely uh, sucked well let's, <laughs> move, on. let's yeah. move on let's move on things that are let's happier topics because it's yeah we're halfway yeah. through the show it's going to be all sunshine and roses from here on out. I promise, guys. Um, but I'm sure that, that, was, that was a good that was a good cyberpunk conversation. I'm glad we glad we went through that. All right. the The other big thing last week, besides Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, was the Game Awards, uh, and I want to say uh, mm. bravo to Jeff Keeley for just pulling that off in and uh, in, in totally live. It was not pre recorded. Uh, him, him and his production team did a tremendous job. Um, and you know i know there are always criticisms of it it's always an evolving thing year on year but really it was a <laughs> it was a fantastic event and xbox did take home some awards you know uh we've we've talked on this show in years past uh just about microsoft not even showing up to the game awards with any reveals with anything uh and uh, but they came out big last year by of course announcing the series x and yeah. revealing Hellblade 2, well, uh, it's tough to top that, but Microsoft did uh, reveal some big things, which we'll get to in a second. But first, I want to mention the awards that Xbox won. Uh, the Games for Impact Award went to Tell Me Why. So congratulations to Don't Nod on that. That is a, an excellent recognition there. Best Simulations uh, sl- slash Strategy Game went very deservingly to Microsoft Flight Simulator absolutely
1: agree a billion percent the tech in that game is just astounding
0: it's it's incredible it really is and uh speaking of that actually i guess while we're just talking about it i guess if you're curious if you didn't watch the last of us part two won the game of the game awards game overall game of the year award but while we're on flight simulator before we get to the other the rest of the the really relevant big xbox news if you've been wondering well when the heck is you know xbox series x is starved for next-gen games where are they halo uh which we'll talk about that we have a date for a window for that we also have a window for flight simulator for console the series x version will be out in summer of 2021 and uh brandon no mention of the xbox one on that at the end of that trailer only series x
1: hmm so I guess they can only release on No, come on, get <laughs> out of here.
2: That's market that's marketing. Um we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens if uh, they officially like put the you, like mm, guys, remember when all the heat was swirling around about how old, supporting old consoles is gonna hold back games on next gen consoles? Do you remember that conversation?
1: Oh, we were at the part. Of- and, and if, I said, if I ever said if I ever said that was a good idea, I rescind <laughs> that comment Same. and admit admit my I Same. was wrong. Okay. Well,
2: first of all, it's a moot point in this case, so neither of you are in the wrong because that game wasn't released with the next gen uh, version. So that's a current gen game, guys. Cyberpunk's a current gen game, but uh, I'm curious. I'm cu- like right now they're not going to talk about su- what they're going to support as far as which consoles in the family goes, right? Uh, but the, I, I picked up on that too, Ryan. And I'm very curious if that means we're going to see a change next year as they start moving away from like, they're never, I don't think they're just going to come out and say it. Right. Cause you know, no news is good news is not, you know, the same for, for a reason. Um, they're going to, they're going to just slowly phase it out, I think. And, and so certain games, Will come out only supporting new consoles. This is my opinion, but I, I think we're going to get to a point where they're going to have to say it at some point. But now is not the time for that.
0: Right, and that, well, and that's and that's really kind of the the interesting part here is we had Microsoft. I believe it was a quote from Matt Booty, the studio head of of Xbox Game Studios, that said uh, we're going to be supporting we every all the first party games are going to be on. X, the Xbox One family mm-hmm. for the first year or two before transitioning, you know, before leaving those behind. And, of course, you know, you, the July Showcase, a lot of those games, which are much further out, are Series S and X only, and they are right. leaving. And, but the thing is, it seems like Flight Sim is going to be uh, the first. We we weren't expecting the first for the first year or two, but, I I mean... Maybe I'm going to be proven wrong. Destin, how do you feel here? I think them not mentioning Xbox One on that splash screen on that trailer was very much by design. I because I don't see how this game would run on a base Xbox One.
2: I don't either.
1: Uh, I kind of hope it doesn't. I hope it's Series yeah. X and I hope it's PC. And I think the well, Series X spec, good there. <laughs> I think the Series X spec could handle it, and uh, I don't think anything lower than that. Like your experience is just going to be terrible. And if it's really that bad, then just don't release it there, please. Microsoft, you know, you're a yeah. changed man. I love you. I love this.
0: Watching
2: you grow
1: and it's,
0: evolve. Yeah, exactly. But,
1: but
2: yeah, yeah
0: it does appear uh, that based on that trailer, which by the way, it, it, the trailer was, was series X gameplay and it looked great. It looked so If you haven't seen that trailer, go onto youtube.com slash IGN and just search Microsoft flight simulator. You'll find it. Uh, it looked great, and and yeah, it does seem like uh, who knows when the next next gen exclusive first party game will be wh- for Xbox. But it appears that Flight Simulator will be the first. Uh, and and again, I, this thing, I you guys are celebrating it. I'm with you. I don't think anybody in the audience would would really uh, take one look at that game on PC where it's already out. And I don't think anybody would begrudge Microsoft for for not yeah. for skipping the the Xbox One because it's clearly, I mean, it is a next generation game that's currently only out on PC. Uh, it's do, it's got some crazy next gen tech to it, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it does appear to be the first of the Xbox Game Studios games that is going to leave the current gen behind and move solely into next gen. All right, now let me t- let's let's get to the big, the big Xbox thing of the show, which I know we're 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 divided as a panel on. So that's why I can't wait to talk about this. Uh, the big announcement, which we predicted on last week's show. You guys couldn't be here. I had Danny Pena from Gamertag Radio and John Linneman from Digital Foundry. We all thought, I believe it was John who mentioned it first. We all thought, Perfect Dark, the initiative. Here we go. Uh, and that is exactly what happened. And it got announced. So, uh, Brandon, I know you were hoping for... I don't know what you're
2: talking about. I, don't, I didn't see anything about Perfect Dark. <laughs> I saw a very cool uh, new action game, action adventure game, from a super group studio about eco-terrorism. <laughs> uh, I believe it's an offshoot of Tomb Raider and Mission Impossible... Um, I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah. It's perfect. Dark. I owe you like a million in and out burgers. I know.
0: Yum. Hungry. Feed me.
2: Uh, it feels bad. i feel, like getting sweaty when I lose. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I got mixed feelings. Uh, first of all, let me just say very, very excited that they finally announced it. I'm surprised it was on the game awards. I didn't think that was the venue for it, but, um, you know, if they announce a new console at the game awards, it seems like that's, that's as big of a beat as you can get these days. So um, I think it looks really cool. I I really like the direction they're going with it. Um, Some sort of like weird near future, but uh, it's not my memories of perfect dark are very silly, right? Like you're running around with an alien and you have an x-ray sniper rifle that shoots through walls. This looks much more grounded, um, which, you know, I'm very uh, appreciative of. Um, I, I don't know. Like we, we don't know enough, but, I really do think that it kind of looks like they took a page out of Crystal D's book uh, and took a, you know, a, a beloved, a beloved uh, franchise and like really gave it the the modern treatment, which is kind of what everyone was suspecting if it was going to be yeah. perfect Dark. But to see it, to actually see it in action, it looks very cool. Um, do I want this over something new from the collective imaginations of that super, super talented team? Probably not. But um, what, what I see so far, again, from this CGI trailer, which tells us next to nothing, is um, it looks very cool. And uh, I think they're going to do a great job with it.
0: Well, it does tell us a few things, which I'll get to in a minute. But Destin, what was your reaction to this? I can't, remind me, we're, I can't remember if it was you or Miranda that's with me on the, on the I want it to be perfect dark side. Where,
1: where are you on this? I, I will always say that mm-hmm. I want it to be a new IP okay you know don't um, don't bail on me here man
2: don't leave me hanging
1: no like so they relaunched perfect dark when the 360 launched it was met largely it was like a six or a seven out of ten i think was the average score it was just fine and the fact that they've taken another crack at it sure i would have loved to see the initiative just do something completely original yeah i don't know that perfect dark has the brand recognition of some of the other titles that Sony's been revitalizing, for example. So this is going to go head to head with with those. So it has to be truly amazing for it to mm-hmm. sort of uh uh garner that interest now with a new IP you get a little bit more leeway like we have hellblade it's hellblade right hellblade, 2? Yes. hellblade two yes absolutely yeah which looks absolutely phenomenal a lot of people are talking about the technology behind what they're doing there with that property and it's really really exciting um With Perfect Dark, I I feel like there's interest, but it's not as strong as something new and exciting. What's the new fantasy game, for example? Like, that looks really exciting to me. Avowed, yeah. That Mm -hmm. I'm tremendously into. Like, Mm -hmm. I am all about Avowed, and I am not a fantasy fan. Which is crazy.
2: We saw the exact... Sorry, I'm so sorry to cut you Mm -hmm. off. But it's crazy, because we saw the exact same, like, 20-second CGI trailer, right? That we saw with Perfect Dark. And instantly, I'm... Uh, more interested in Avowed than I am in Perfect Dark. Not, you know, that's not a qualitative statement about either. I, I'm just, I don't know
1: anything about Avowed. I want to learn more. Yeah, you know? I think it's because, like, we know what to expect. Okay, so we're mm-hmm. getting a first-person stealth shooter. Got it. I know exactly what to expect out of a, a Perfect Dark game. It'll be modernized, of course. And uh, I've played a lot of those games, you yeah. know, including within the Perfect Dark series. So uh, the storytelling, I'm sure, will be phenomenal i i just i want to see new ips from this team and hopefully we we get a few more of those down the line and uh i'm sure perfect dark's gonna be fine i'm sure it'll be a great experience i just i love seeing new visions come to life so to speak
0: and that's fair and that's fair and we've we've talked a lot about that on this show and and uh see now i gotta get we gotta get phil spencer back in here uh because i think i think we asked him that the last time he was here, however many months ago, like, oh, what is, you know, the pros and cons of doing, of the initiative, doing a new IP versus something from the the catalog. But um, I am excited about this. I mean, I would have been excited for a new IP too, but uh, I am excited here. I have to say, I was not expecting it to be first person, which it is. And I know you might be thinking, well, you're an idiot, Ryan. You should have expected it because... The the other two Perfect Dark games (laughs) are first-person games, but I just kind of thought they would. I fully expected they would kind of. They're building this new AAA game studio to make a. I mean, because remember, guys, you know, regardless of what you think of Perfect Dark, from all the job listings and descriptions of this of the initiative as a studio, this is meant to be like a cream of the crop level, yeah, talent-wise, budget-wise, production-wise, like. This is meant to be at sit at the top of the first party portfolio. This is Xbox's
2: Euro. Naughty Dog or yes. Sa- Sony Santa Monica. Exactly
0: Sony. right. So yeah. there will be a lot of resources put into this game. There's a lot of talent being put into this game. Uh the director of this of Perfect Dark is Drew Murray, who directed Sunset Overdrive. So that mm-hmm. right there gets me seriously excited because uh, as Destin mentioned, this is like a stealth shooter, but there's clearly uh, the the clear implication from the cinematic trailer is that there's going to be some a lot of like parkour kind of stuff going on yeah. in this as well. Uh, so a little like Perfect Dark meets Mirror's Edge, and well, if you want to make movement and traversal really good, how about make the director of the game the person that directed <laughs> Sunset Overdrive, which has my favorite open world traversal. Arguably the best of last yeah, year. Yeah, arguably the best, yeah. other than maybe Spider-Man, which was made by the which was the you know the project that, the that other people, did, yeah. Yeah. Do. So uh yeah, it's there's a lot of reasons why I'm excited about this, but yeah, I thought it would go down that Sony type I thought they would go third person me too. Act you know, action adventure stealth, almost more of kind of the Metal Gear type of just general template as far as You know, not only the camera, but the sort of gameplay style. So I'm a little surprised it's first person, even if maybe I shouldn't be. And and I will say a common response that I saw on uh, on Twitter to this, to my, when I was expressing my excitement when this got announced, was people were were like, oh, another first person shooter on Xbox? And I had to go, wait a second, that's not true anymore. Mm -hmm. If you look at the first party games... Gears is a third person shooter. Hellblade is that air quotes, Sony style, third person, you know, cinematic action adventure kind of thing. Forts is your racing game. Avowed is a role playing game. Uh, Fable is a role playing game. Um, I I don't know what else I'm leaving out at this point. I mean, but they're just, I don't think the, I don't think criticizing perfect dark just for being a first person shooter i don't think that's fair in the context of yeah of thinking oh xbox just has nothing but first person shooters because that's just not the case anymore um now if you could you can still you're allowed to be disappointed first person if you were hoping for kind of that third person metal gear type of thing but... i'm furious no, I'm You're raging over there. You're just... uh, Yeah,
1: seething with anger. No, it's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you guys, that, with this piece of the puzzle revealed, the the fog of war on our real-time strategy uh, map here lifted, like, we can kind of see most of the whole picture now as far as what all of the studios are up to. And it's... Guys, This the future... Granted, unfortunately, the future is still pretty far away. Um uh, the, the you heavy can say
1: hitters, that at any time.
0: <laughs> the heavy hitters don't start coming until Halo in the fall, which we're gonna yeah. talk about in a second. Yeah. But it's looking good. You've got you've got Halo Infinite, you've got Perfect Dark, you've got Fable, you've got Avowed, you've got Starfield from on the Bethesda side, you've got Elder Scrolls 6 in the pipeline after that. You've got for the reboot of Forza Motorsport. You've got the inevitable Forza Horizon Five. Uh, you've got Psychonauts Two at a double fine. You've got um, two more RPGs in the works at In Exile. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I say Hellblade Two? I mean, the, it's, the yeah. list is getting pretty good now,
2: and it's it's um, it's diverse, you know. Yes. So I I, I really do. I do see it's weird. Cause you had said like, now that that final piece of the puzzle is in place and that kind of really does feel like what it is, right? Like Microsoft's studios team, like looked out and surveyed the catalog and figured out what it is that they could bring. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. And that might be kind of a cheesy way to put it. Right. But uh, it does seem like they're covering all their bases as far as everything you'd want in a first party lineup to, you know, get the uh, broadest reach possible. Um, Going back to what you had said about Perfect Dark being first-person shooter, it is a little weird to me, right? Because that's supposed to be the studio that creates the Sony-esque third-person cinematic heavy character-focused stories. And generally, you avoid first-person when you're trying to you know, tell emotive stories with with uh, characters. Half-Life you know, says hi. Yeah. Well, Half- <laughs> Half-Life and Master Chief don't count because those are silent protagonists. You are literally supposed to be that person. That's true. Um i know they both talk but come on or uh master chief talks but come on like he's not a quote unquote character in the same way that kratos is a character True. like you're never going to have that moment where kratos and um i don't i never know which name to use for the boy but when kratos and boy, boy uh have teary eyes and like you know it's hard to get it took halo like five games to get to that point with master chief and cortana so um you know i i'm surprised that they went first person the first person route because it just seems like that game with that character joanna dark being like such a nostalgia play it seems like such a perfect mixture to just have her in every frame like yeah. you know looking up over a building and seeing the cataclysm on the horizon with like dust kicking up and tears in her eyes so i i don't know um it, it seems like such a, a, a interesting choice to take that game but um you know outside of master chief what other first person shooters do they have so it definitely does fill out that catalog
0: and uh i left out of the of the known first party picture now stated a k3 oh with, yeah you know uh, that undead labs i think brandon you and i would agree we we both love that series dearly but they need to step it up they need to take it to the next level
2: yeah that needs a that needs a proper like not proper that needs a new engine like, yeah, they that team is super talented
1: and they Absolutely. have such excellent ideas. Oh, Brandon just dropped.
0: Let's see. Yeah, we've temporarily lost Brandon. I'll keep talking. Hopefully, let's see if he comes back. Uh... He's and he's back. back. He's hey. back.
2: You guys still live? Okay. Well, we had a minor hiccup there for a second. Discord decided to close on me. Um, Yeah, Um, that team has a ton of talent and you can actually see, you can really see like them putting their ideas into the systems that they create because State Decay is a very systemic based game. It just needs, like it (laughs) needs, honestly, it seems like it just needs that little bit extra money, right? Mm -hmm. It needs that money to like really step it up to the next level, so.
0: Yeah, now there's a game I'd love to see in Unreal Engine 5. Cause uh, <laughs> they switched to Unreal from for for two, State of Decay K two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's and then uh, the other one I wanted to mention too of of that again that first party portfolio of how it's looking here, Everwild, which uh, I'm I'm very much intrigued by personally. Yeah. So, so yeah, there is a lot on the way. Um, as far as far as Perfect Dark, that's you know who knows when that's coming. Given that it was just announced with a cinematic teaser. I would certainly not expect it anytime in 2021, um, although, just to go over real quick, we're going to talk more about this after the holidays, but, like, 2021 kind of reminds me of 2020 for Xbox, uh, hopefully a little stronger, but in the sense of there are some exclusives coming, just not only one heavy hitter, and that being... Uh, Halo Infinite, which has been dated for the fall, we'll get to. We'll talk about that in just a second before we get to Mass Effect, which is the other big topic we need to talk about. <laughs> Again, there's so much to get to, but guys, just real quick, the the as far as exclusives for 2021, because that's what Microsoft needs are exclusives. Here's what they've got lined up for next year. The Medium, that's in January. That's dated. That's coming. Like, okay, you know, that's uh, Scorn. Crossfire X, which had been delayed, uh, with and and that's got the uh, remedy developed uh, single player campaign, Psychonauts Two, uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand Darktide, Twelve Minutes, The Ascent, and the aforementioned Series X version of Flight Sim. So, uh, and those are all those all will lead up to Halo Infinite. So there are some exclusives coming. Just really, the, none of the like big. Industry-shaking heavy hitters until Halo, which, uh, yes, is going to be out in fall 2021. Joseph Staten, the new director of the game, saying, I've spent the last four months immersing myself back into the Halo universe, and it's my honor as creative director to help our team ship Halo Infinite in fall of 2021. Yes, that's when the game is coming out. And from now until then, every one of us at 343 Industries and our great partner teams will be building, testing, and polishing an experience we all ho- uh, we hope all of you love, uh, guys. It's going to be November fifteenth, right? There's just no. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, I think I said it like right as, as soon as it was delayed, I said fall 2021. Like this will be out in the holiday. They're just <laughs> they're just going to add a year.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be the 20th anniversary. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm I mean, <clears> sounds friend. great to me. And yeah. the planets
2: have aligned. Yeah.
0: All yeah. those in and out bets, I'll put them. I'll push them all. All those burgers right to the middle of the table. That this is going to be Halo Infinite. It's going to be November fifteenth of twenty. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take that bet. <laughs> it's, I... it's too good of a. It's you can't pass that up if you're November fifteenth. Yeah. Okay. November fifteenth.
1: November fourteenth, I... Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I greatly appreciate that they delayed this game. Yes. Like if if it wasn't yeah. ready, I'm glad. Like sure, delay it a no. year. Like this, this is just uh, sweetening the pot, right? The fact that it's the 20 year anniversary and, you know, they got Staten back on board and they're, they're figuring out some stuff internally, clearly to deliver a better experience for us. And and hopefully it it all works out in the end and we get a great halo. That's all that we want as gamers.
0: Absolutely. Uh, That is (laughs) all that matters. Now quickly, I don't want to linger on this, but Guys, you've got to figure, not that they weren't already paying attention to this, and yes, every game's different, every situation's different, which, Destin, you did a good job of, of covering, but given the Cyberpunk debacle, cross-gen debacle going on right now, Destin, don't you feel like 343 and Microsoft have are really taking notes from this as far as, because they've continued to be insistent, that yes, Halo Infinite will be out for Xbox One as well as for Series X and S. They've got to be uh, learning some lessons here at, at CD at CD Projekt's uh, expense, as it were, really.
1: Yeah, and I think I think this is a, a bigger studio, so they'll probably be able to optimize better on those base platforms. And they're definitely going to be looking at them. I'll never forget playing. was it? Halo Four Ryan on the 360 and how blown away we were. And then they improved it. Yeah, it was uh, going forward. It was already stunning. So we know what like low end consoles can do Uh, if they're able to target that and hit that. That's just excellent.
0: So, uh, yeah, I got to figure that that if 343 wasn't planning on showing off the Xbox one version of Halo Infinite. Yeah for like before launch now they are <laughs> <They're> not <laughs> yeah. going to risk and i'm not saying i'm not at all saying halo infinite's going to be at going to look or run as bad uh at launch as cyberpunk does on the xbox one you know not i'm just saying they've got to be taking notes and they're they're going to be to their credit they've been transparent uh mm-hmm. in recent months and recent years going back to the the work on the master chief collection But yeah, I think they are going to be they're going to make a point to show off the Xbox One version in a very clear and transparent way, even if they, of course, want to mostly showcase the Series X version, because that's what's going to look the best. And that's that's where they're going to really, you know, really trying to be making it shine. But anyway, uh, fall 2021, my money or in this case, my in and out is bet on. (laughs) the 20th anniversary which is november 15th 2021 now we we don't have time to, there's uh back for blood which is like literally left for dead uh they're not even hiding it the Turtle rock studios the original developers uh just you know valve owns the name left for dead so that that's interesting vin diesel <laughs> <it started laughs> two, which is uh a con- which is an xbox exclusive yeah it's a we'll really
2: really cool that. story but we'll come on,
0: man! Another time, uh, and feel like oh, and the other Halo and Ma- uh, Master Chief and Blood Gulch in Fortnite. We don't have time to talk about because that's a conversation unto itself. Uh, EA buying Codemasters, yeah. Take two, and what they might be up to there. uh xcloud coming to iOS. Yay! I am happy in yeah, this. Well, so all stuff we can delve deeper into. After the holiday break, but uh, for the rest of this show, I want to talk about what Destin is. Is literally, if you could see our show run of show notes that are in front of us all right now.
1: Well, I saw all the big stories, and I'm like, if you skip this one,
0: Destin has has increased the font up to a 14 point font in all caps, and he says, "We'd better talk about Mass Effect." Dang it! Uh, And Brandon is trolling him in there, saying about what, but Destin. (laughs) It yeah. was it,
1: where,
0: uh, it was where uh, teaser it out, came out swinging at the Game Awards. Do tell.
1: Yeah, so there was a, a Mass Effect teaser for the, the next Mass Effect game. Like, of course, they never abandoned Mass Effect, but this was definitely a surprise to me. I was sitting on the couch with the Game Awards muted because I thought they were just, you know, doing trailers or whatever. And then as soon as I saw that N7 logo, I, I swore, muted the TV... And then, you know, watched it a few more times and wow. So here's what we're able to glean from it. Like we assume that this is taking place after the destroy ending because it seems like that the Mass Effect relays are destroyed. Liara is significantly older to the point that she has wrinkles on her skin. Uh, She's exploring a planet. She's found an N7 relic and she's there with at least a Krogan. uh, I think a Turian. Some people think it might be a human and a Solarian. Right. So Morden, Grunt, Rax, who knows what those two could be. And then hopefully it's Garris, Right. Like that, that would be the hope. And I think Gamble also hinted that uh, Andromeda and Mass Effect's ending three are going to sort of intertwine in this story in some way, uh, or at least that was hinted at on Twitter. So I am tremendously excited about this reveal. It's really, really interesting where they're going narratively and um, it's, it's, i am stoked uh hopefully they they put it in an engine that's good
0: <laughs> uh now destin our our resident mass effect spurt uh yeah. no well there's you know, the
1: blown up relay right there for example
0: yeah, you, you have talked about you've played this how many times have you played through the mass effect trilogy
1: more than i can remember <laughs> off the top of my head yeah, yeah.
0: um so let's just be let's be real clear. This is Mass Effect Four, even if Bioware ends up
1: not calling it that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You think you think they just ignore
1: Andromeda and reboot it, Mass Effect? Nope. I think they're going to intertwine them. I think those characters will be interwoven into the story. Uh, I don't know who you're going to play as. I would imagine you play as Liara with squadmates, based just based on the the teaser, and. Maybe that's how it introduces Shepard. I would imagine mm-hmm. Shepard's alive because in the destroy ending, there is like a breath taken by Shepard after he's discovered in the rubble and seeing everything's destroyed. It, it's going forward with that canonical ending in this in this iteration of the game.
0: So in the destroy ending, this is the one where Shepard lives.
1: Shepard technically lives, but he blows up all the Mass Effect relays and, well, kills all the Reapers also, which is why there's a snow-covered Reaper uh, in that teaser trailer, and all the relays are blowing up. So I think that there's only one possible ending that could have taken place there, and uh, the after the credits thing is it's Shepard taking a breath after the destroy ending but you can't travel via mass effect relays anymore so it would have taken liara a, a tremendously long time to travel there in andromeda i believe like they go into they go into hibernation for months at a time and then they're able to you know get to destinations i don't remember i don't remember the 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 lore way that they handle traveling in andromeda though i don't remember much about andromeda and i played through like all the side quests and everything in that game
0: yeah uh, and before anybody whines about spoilers in in the comments Mass yeah. Effect 3 came out 8 years ago. Yeah. So, I know the remaster's coming and some of you might be playing it for the first time, but this is an 8-year-old game. It's 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 free <laughs> free it's free game to uh
2: that game came out before Cyberpunk started development. So, Yes,
0: exactly. Um now I yeah, I'm looking forward to rolling this thing again, uh the trilogy again with with the remaster. And in fact, let's do the loot box real quick which is about Mass Effect and this new teaser. Tim Mullins uh, is our is our loot box question asker uh, on this week's show. Take it away, Tim.
3: Hey, I'm Lock Crew. My name's Tim. I'm a big, big fan. I have a question that stemmed from the Mass Effect uh, trailer that came from the Game Awards this week. Uh, the line at the end of that trailer was, Mass Effect will continue. And when I rewatched that trailer, I noticed that throughout there was a lot of references to the previous trilogy in there with the uh, sound effects from the Reapers and all the sort of destruction that you saw in space. And then ultimately at the end, there's a character that could or could not be, may not be Liara, um, picking up the N7 uh, armor piece out of the snow. I guess where it got me thinking was towards the new Legendary Edition, obviously a um, a remake or... So re-release of the original trilogy coming next year and how the original trilogy's uh, save files carried uh, forward with each game. It made me wonder whether we might be seeing uh, this new Legendary Edition carry that save file into the new Mass Effect and whether we'll be looking at a continuation of Shepard's story. So that's where I was uh, kind of taken with that. I would love to hear if you guys think there's anything there. Um, yeah, please let me know your thoughts. I'm a huge fan, enjoy, uh, enjoy your show every week. So. Thank you guys for everything. Have a good
0: one. Uh, That is a great question. Destin, Resident Mass Effect Spurt, as I said, what do you think?
3: I think
1: it could. Now, originally when I was reading this question, I was like, there's no way that's possible, but everything's just a cloud save, right? From 360 on. So realistically, they potentially could implement this into the game. And if anybody was going to do it, uh, Bioware would. However... I do not think that they will. It does seem like they're going with the destroy ending as a canonical ending, and they would have to sort of retrofit the other endings because you have to have a sync point of some sort for all the all the different ways that things could have played out, mm-hmm. correct? So I, I think this is going to be a reset point and then we'll go forward. But could they? Yeah, they actually could. And I don't think it would be that that difficult
2: so um especially if it is based off the destroyed ending a lot of those choices will be hindsight right they'll be in the past yeah um you know they they did this with dragon age too like you you could pull your saves into dragon age inquisitions and that was cross general so Mm -hmm. i think it's totally possible but i think destin is more poignant whereas like is there is there a a reason for it is there a story reason that supports it
0: yeah i i'm with you guys i mean uh not to to burst our commenters bubble there, but yeah, I, th- I think they're gonna they've got to have a a singular fresh starting point that yes picks up from the trilogy, but um, I, I just don't see narratively how they could tie in everybody's unique endings to, uh, to to in any meaningful way. I think you'll you'll just get a chance. I mean, we who knows who you'll be playing as if it's not Shepard, then right there, like why you know there's that takes away a lot of the appeal of uh of bringing in your your save file but
2: you know i don't actually remember how the 360 save file system was set up was that pre-automatic updates to the cloud that had to have been
0: Um, right you know i don't i mean i don't you could you brought in your save from mass effect 1 in 2007 into mass effect 2 in 2010 was it automatic so like when server? I played
1: through on Xbox one, again, uh-huh. you, you just like turn it on and it boots up the old OS and then brings it over. Megan did it also. Like yeah. it seems like Bioware has worked out the technology to, to do this in a way that's interesting. Like What is recording- it? It's like a, it's like a data file, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, it just pulls yeah. your save file, the, the literal file out of, uh, you know, uh, out of the console into the cloud and then you download it but i didn't know if the structure was in place so would you have to go in the basement and dust off your 360 and hook it up just so it can paint if, if you wanted it yeah i guess <laughs> i so. suppose you would yeah separate well, all you casuals from real well, fans but,
0: but that's another reason i mean i know the the our uh commenter was talking about the the remaster specifically like the, mm-hmm. the, the where you know they could they could just bring it from there, which is a more modern thing where that might technically be easier, but yeah, I'm with you guys. I, I think they will probably not do any, any importing of, uh, of any save files or any data for, for this game, whenever it comes out, which by the way, I mean, Destin, are you with me on this? I, I don't think we're going to see mass effect four for at least three years, but probably more like four or five. Yeah.
1: No, I was, I was just off the top of my head. I was going to say not for two years, at least, uh, the fact that they even have, a I would consider this their goal for what the story tells. Think about this like, hey, this game is in development. We are working on it. Start getting hype now. We'll see you in two years when we're ready mm-hmm. to show us anything, yeah. you know. And then it launches in the third year, at earliest. So that it's year. a ways off. Yeah, it's a ways yeah. off
0: because Dragon Age has been teased yeah. several times already, yeah. and it's still nowhere close. So it's you know, the, and they're and we know that they're very very early on in production with this Mass Effect game. So it's it's going to be a while. All right, guys, uh, let's... We're actually not going to do trivia, although I do want people to keep sending in your trivia questions. And by the way, your Yappa questions for the loot box. Just Google IGN Unlocked 474 and leave it, and that'll take you to the article page for this episode. And find the, uh, the Yappa section right above the comments Sign in with whatever platform makes most sense for you. It does You don't have to make a YAP account. And and uh, what's your what's your loot box question for the panel? I need some good ones heading into 2021. But for Unlock Buck Trivia, Brandon Tyrell, you have won. You have won the trivia contest for uh, the year 2020, and I congratulate you, my friend. Thank you. The score here.
2: You know it, it really is a team effort. Um, it's not any one person that wins these trophies. Uh, no, it I, is. I know for facilitating the whole thing. I gotta <laughs> shout out to Destin who keeps me on my toes, always pushes me to be better. Um, you know, Miranda, just really my rock, my support uh through this whole endeavor. It was a long season. Um, it was a long trivia season, but you know, in the end, you know, you take it one week at a time and, and you hope you come away with the big W. And that's what we did here. And I feel real
0: good about it. Thanks, guys. You've watched a lot of post-game sports, movies, my friend. <laughs> like uh,
2: seven a week since I was a teenager. Yeah.
0: The final score: you had eleven points to Miranda's eight. And Destiny's wait, wait, seven.
2: this eleven points—the the year is over and eleven point—is the high watermark?
0: Well, you know, you guys.
1: Fifty-two weeks in a year, eleven yeah. points. It was a strange That's
0: year. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, there's no judgment here. No judgment okay. here uh, on the score tallies, but. Look, but, uh, somebody
2: had to win. That's I mean, you know. <laughs> well, you know okay.
0: Uh, Major League Baseball did a shortened 60-game season here during the mm-hmm. pandemic. It's uh, kind of the same thing for Unlock Block Trivia. It was <laughs> whether you were out for a while with the summer of gaming stuff or Miranda yeah. for this or Destin for that. It's, you know, shortened season, pandemic-influenced. That's how it went. So
2: There's no asterisk. This is a bonafide <laughs> win in what you got two now? Am I tied with you now? Trophies, you, I have three. Yeah. You have three. Oh. oh, okay. Well, right. well, next year, sir, I'm gunning here. for you.
0: Here we go. So, uh, yes, keep your trivia questions coming. You can email those in unlocked at IGN.com. That's the email address there. And again, for loot box, we want to see you. Ask it via Yappa, uh, and we'll uh, we'll play your. You'll be featured on the video version of podcast unlocked. All right, gentlemen, we did it. We have completed 2020 uh, as far as our panel of uh, regular podcasts. There will be an episode 475 next week that is a, a little, hopefully a little something special. I had fun recording it. So look for that at the regular <laughs> time next week. But Brandon Tyrell, one last plug of your yourself and your efforts for the year.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, just kind of want to say thank you to everybody who tunes in week after week. Um, You know, this shows a ton of fun to do. So I really, really enjoy the community around it and getting to talk to you guys because I love you guys. And, uh, and this show is sort of a high, high point of the week when we're able to all be in the same room together. But um, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. It's just my name. Um, And, All over IGN. Uh, Hey, we just published uh, Best of Award uh, nominations today. So please go check those out. Um, A lot of really cool Microsoft games in there. Flight Simulator, Game of the Year nominee. So uh, go check out that whole slate and uh, tell your friends. And um, see you next year. Should be a good one. Hopefully. It's got to be a good
0: one,
1: right? It's got to be better.
0: Got to be better. (laughs) Destin?
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Destin legary. You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Destin. Twitter is, tw- or YouTube is youtube.com slash the Destin channel. And uh, to echo what Brandon said, Ryan, th- thanks for like keeping this show going. Yeah. I, I, you, everybody knows I have a baby that's coming in January. So maybe I'll be back in January, but if the baby comes, I'm, an, I might be gone for a while uh, to spend some time with, uh with our, with our baby so uh <laughs> spend
3: some time just, with your
1: newborn baby yeah yeah which i'm tremendously excited about but for the listeners and for ryan this has been a really really fun year for me to be a part of unlocked so thank you and i, I wish everybody a, a really happy holiday just uh listening and then my panelists friends brandon and ryan thank you too
0: and miranda who couldn't be here this
2: week. and
1: miranda of course yes, i'm uh, just addressing just, you guys because you're here
2: <laughs> i told you i loved you And you didn't say it back. So
1: anytime. (laughs) I appreciate our our collaboration. Oh, you bastard. (laughs) I'm not ready yet. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, you know, guys, yeah, it's been a really fun year of Unlocked with you guys again. It's obviously a a unique year compared to what, what we've ever done before. I mean, we just we were just getting used to that cool new studio we had. And now. Uh, we've, we've cha- had to change the format, but our audience has been so awesome to hang in with us. And in fact, um, I'm really proud of the fact that uh, of, the, of the major platform podcast mm. at IGN, we have the most YouTube subscribers. Don't tell them. So I think we're doing something right. I want to thank uh, Tayo and John, our producers throughout the course of, of uh, 2020 for making this not only uh, sound good, but look good as well and yeah again most of all the audience because yeah it's uh i hear from some people that we were that we helped give some sense of normalcy to people by keeping unlock going all year and i'm uh, more than happy to do that i i just love doing this podcast which is i mean i'll do this show till they kick me out really so (laughs) um, i i am thrilled to do it but guys like we we're here at the end and the series X is out. Like we did it. We had a whole year. I was looking forward yeah. to a new console and we got, we made it. <laughs> we made bring
2: bring this up earlier in the show when it was like, it's going to be a big episode. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, you remember last year where we were like, uh, Hey, these are the games with gold games this week. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. Destin no. found $5 the other day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that yeah, was a good in, episode. That was
2: a great week and a good episode.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's, you know, uh Greg Miller talks about like, you know, he he hosted Beyond through the lean years uh, yeah. of the, those those early dark PS3 years. Yeah. It was uh, and and we I feel like we've graduated from that. Here on uh, on Unlocked, we've we made it through the lean years and now to to our point what we were talking about earlier this episode, the 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 future of of Xbox as far as you know, big exclusive first party games, it's looking real good and we got a lot of fun to be had. So uh, we will be back uh, again, special episode next week. So don't miss that. And then the full panel, unless Destin is uh, has become a dad a little earlier than anticipated. <laughs> we'll be back on January 5th, I believe it is.
3: Yes, January,
0: Tuesday, January 5th. Uh, we'll still be like this. We'll still be working remote for a while, but it is our hope that we will make it back into the studio at some point during 2021. So yeah, I want to echo the guys here. I wish everybody out there a happy and safe holiday. Happy new year. And again, special unlock next week. But as a panel group here, we'll see you again in 2021.